You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back to another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And today we're doing kind of something a little different. We're not going to be doing our usual long-form reviews like we do these, because the movies we're talking about are either brand new or, you know, still still coming out. Not a lot of people may have seen them, so we don't want to spoil anything. Um, we will let you know how you can watch these two films, because the, um, the creators actually reached out to us and asked if we would talk about them. So um, we're going to be doing that tonight, but uh, first we have a couple of promos to to plug for you from the Cinema Recall and Historically Accurate podcasts, and we will be right back. Hello, potential listeners. My name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall podcast. On most shows, myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Cinema underscore Recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinemarecall at gmail.com. Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sydney. And we are Historically Accurate. We are long lost sisters with a common interest in people and events in history. Join us on Friday evenings starting August 7th with the life story of Walter Mercado. Every week we will bring you on a new and exciting journey through the stories of the people and events that shaped the world. So we have two movies we are talking about tonight. The first one is called, well, it's got the the title in parentheses, Ghost, and X-Con Redemption. So it's either Ghost or it's X-Con Redemption. Whenever, whenever you told me to look up this movie called Ghost, it's like, what did I find? Patrick Swayze. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, Ghost, I, I, think, I think that was the original title of it. Um, and... You can find this movie to watch streaming free right now on Amazon Prime, if you are a Prime member. And um, I was genuinely impressed with this movie. Yeah. I really was. Um, This was written and directed and produced, I believe, by Anthony Z. James. I believe believe he said it was produced by him. And this entire movie was shot on an iPhone. Impressive. That is super impressive. I mean, when I was when I was looking at like you know trying to <laughs> trying to restart my YouTube channel because you know we know that's all worked out very well, um, but when I was looking at like restarting it, I had I had an actual like so it wasn't a Sony I think it was like a Philips Handycam like an actual camcorder, and I did a I did a video test to see which camera looked better. 
my camcorder would only rec- would only record in 720p, and my iPhone can record in 4K. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. I'm like that isn't. I mean, and, and this isn't even like the latest iPhone. It's a 10. It's a 10s Max. So it's not the 11 Pro, which I mean apparently has an even better camera on it. But yeah, this entire movie was made on an iPhone, and it has really good cinematography for yeah. that. And it gives it, in my opinion, a a much more realistic, grounded feel. Yeah. In in my opinion, um, this movie is starring Anthony Mark Streeter as Tony Ward, Nathan Hamilton as Connor Ward, Russell Barnett as Dominic Clark, and Emmy Happisberg, I believe is how you say it, Happisberg as Valerie Ward. And I went into this totally blind. I did not did not know anything about what this movie was until I, you know, actually clicked on the link and saw it. And it, it is a British film, a British kind of a gangster film because it is dealing with a a, uh, a gangster, a guy being released from prison and trying to um, try basically trying to repair his relationship with his wife and his son. Right. So it's not like an action movie, but it's no. it 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 does have some some pretty impressive fight scenes in it. Or at least at least the final uh yeah the yeah. final act. There. Yeah, I agree with that. It's all about yeah his first day out, like he's just walking around. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into too many details, but yeah, he's trying to he's trying to go. He goes to his wife's apartment, I guess, mm-hmm. and she has changed the locks. Yeah, she she like doesn't even want to let him in. No, no. She, um, you, she, you see her sitting in there, and mm-hmm. she's like, I know who that is. I'm not. No, you're yep. not coming in here. Yeah. Um, and I mean, pretty much everything about this movie was very well done. I mean, even the acting, um, the writing, I feel like was pretty good. Um, and me having been to London, I love seeing places in movies that I have been to. And that's, that's just, that's just one of my favorite things is to look at something in a scene and go, oh, I've been there. <laughs> it was like when you see the big London Eye Ferris wheel, I'm like, I've been on that Ferris wheel. Oh yeah, or you that's see, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, London, uh, London Bridge places like that i that's that's just me being a geek um got any interesting tidbits or no there wasn't much i guess because this movie is like this movie this is brand movie new. is brand new it yes. just came out this year yes in 2020 so as we've said just a minute ago we don't want to go into too many details because we don't want to spoil anything um but like we said this movie sees tony who has just gotten out of prison on his first day basically trying to pick up some form of a life. You know, he doesn't want to go back to being a gangster. He wants to try and right. be legit. He wants to repair things with his wife and his son. Um, well, it's interesting because as he's walking around the town, someone's following him and it ends up being his son. It's, mm-hmm. actually, it's actually realized he's gotten out, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah, like in the very around. beginning of yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's not a spoiler. He, he, sees, he sees his dad trying to get into his mom's apartment and then doesn't, and sees him walking away and he, you know, follows him. Um, I... There were there were a few subplots I felt were a little mm, not really that interesting or like really maybe just one subplot involving the son that I thought was I guess I guess it was just giving um, giving the dad an ex- a reason to step in and try and you know try and show his son the right way to do things I guess and know? also I think to show that his son is even though his dad hadn't been around starting to follow in his footsteps anyway a little bit a little bit very little bit but I mean he's not like he's not like a low level gangster no. He, no. He's got anger issues. We'll say yeah, that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it comes from resentment for his dad for not being there. It probably does. Um, but uh, my one, my, probably my one complaint with this movie is was it's. I mean, I guess it's maybe not really a complaint, but there was like a real lack of music 
in it, except like in the very beginning and then toward the very end. Yeah. There was a little bit of music play there, but then for the, but for the rest of it, it's just people talking. It's just you know. I think they're just going for that that gritty feel, yeah. that real feel. So and, they didn't want to add music in, and they did a great job of it. And like I said, with this having been shot on an iPhone, there's no like giant sweeping panoramas, right. like drone shots or anything like that. This is all on the ground in your face talking to these people and, and, and sometimes it actually kind of reminded me of a video game because the camera's like following behind tony <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through, through most of the thing um but where i mean <laughs> where this movie really shines is the acting and the writing um it's it, it, like i said it's a british gangster movie and for some reason to me british gangster movies are like on a whole nother level from what we make here in the States. I mean, Guy Ritchie, come on. <laughs> the British gangster movies are just so much fun to watch and listen to because you get to hear a lot of colloquialisms that you would not hear in the States otherwise. Sure. Like, sometimes you have to stop and go like, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, don't really have a lot more to say on that other than, like, like I said, I was very impressed with this movie. Um, it was. I mean, I would love to see more people do stuff like this. I mean, I think one movie a few years ago came out that was a pretty big name director. What was it? Um, un- Unsane. Un- yes. Unsane, right? And that was Steven Soderbergh. Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Right. So, like, I think that was all shot on an iPhone seven. So, but like, and but that's still kind of a Hollywood production because it got a big name director behind it. Right. Um, and I don't know what went into you know all the post production. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, still, so. still no idea of that. But this was just. I mean, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a gimbal for my smartphone. I've got a gimbal for my iPhone. So, like, you, you could make something like this pretty easily. I would love to see more people do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, just make a movie with what you got. You know, you don't have to. And this this is this is kind of like what I said about Troll Two and about um, we we are the missing. You know, it's just people who had an idea for a movie and said, "Hey, let's do this." Fine, cool, let's do it. I would love to see more stuff like that. Not everything has to be a giant special effects extravaganza. Not everything has to be a multi-billion dollar movie. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of running out on my enthusiasm for things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and even the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> and that's coming from me who loves the Fast and Furious. When I saw the trailer for Fast 9 or whatever the hell it is, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, really? Do we... <laughs> Do we really need another one? But as long as these movies are making a billion dollars a piece, they're going to keep making yeah, them. Yeah, they will. You're right. Um, so, yeah. Top marks to Ghost and or X-Con Redemption, depending on where you watch it. Please, if you, if, you, if you have Amazon Prime, please go on there and give this movie a watch. I don't think you'll regret it. Um, moving on to our second film. This is from 2018. This is Dollhouse... The Eradication of Female Subjectivity from American Popular Culture. Or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, anytime a movie's got a really long subtitle like that, it always makes me think of Dr. Strangelove. Uh, You can't fight in here, this is the war room! (laughs) It's like one of the best lines ever written. Um, Really didn't know what to think going into this one. I knew this was a movie, I mean, it's called Dollhouse, and it is a movie made entirely with dolls. Yes. And um, the writer-director, Nicole Brending, Brending, I think I said that right? Yeah, I think that's right. She pretty much made this whole, a lot of it herself. Like, she, you know, she made all the dolls in the movie, 
and she voiced like half of the characters. <laughs> like when you watch the final credits, it's like all these different characters, Nicole Brending. So like, bravo um, to be able to do to be able to do that much. But it it follows the story of a young pop star named Junie Spoons. Spoons, yes, Junie Spoons, and I'm. Maybe me being a guy, I don't, I don't, I did not see this as being one of the reviews I was looking at on on IMDb said that this was like the perfect satire on misogyny in Hollywood, and I guess you could say that because we're only dealing with a female character, but to me it kind of felt like just shitting on pretty much the 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 study or the the um the practice in Hollywood and in the celebrity industry of just taking these little kids and milking them for everything that they are worth, getting every dollar you can out of them before you just toss them aside and move on to the next model. I mean, you, you, there are, there, it's, it's kind of like a documentary, kind of like a behind the scenes or behind the music. Behind the music slash like an E! True Hollywood story. Yeah. For the yeah. first, for the first half of the movie, that's what I felt like it was. <laughs> yeah. And all talking about this poor girl, Junie Spoons, and, you know, her horrible mother who forced her into, you know, um, in, 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 and they even reference, like, Honey Boo Boo's mom whenever yeah. they're talking yeah. about her mother. And her mother, I don't know if you noticed or not, but in all of the scenes where they're interviewing her mother, there's, like, a, a, a wine glass and a bottle that says Benzos beside it. So, like, <laughs> benzodiazepine, I guess? I don't know. Um, she, You know, she's a junky alcoholic, you know, just asshole, horrible parent. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people who push their kids into this stuff kind of fall into that. I mean, maybe not to that degree, but I, I went to elementary school with a girl who was just little pageant queen, you know, mom pushed her into all this stuff. And I really hope it wasn't just because her mom didn't get to do it. I don't know. That's what it seems like it is. It's yeah. Like they're living through vicariously through their child. Yeah. And I, and I guess you could say this is, you know, talking about, I guess, misogyny because it seems like nine out of 10 times when, when this happens, when something like this happens in real life, you're, it, it, it's usually a female superstar involved, you know, Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, um, uh, not Liz, Lizzie McGuire. No, not her. Um, Hannah Montana. Damn it. Oh, Miley, Miley, Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Thank you. You know, whenever, <clears throat> and there, and there are, there are things happening in this movie that are ripped straight from, stories that we grew up with because i mean i remember when britney spears when she first came out when she was just you know the cute little teeny bopper and then gradually turned into a sex symbol right and i actually don't remember when she first came out or you remembering baby one more time mm. or do you actually remember her on the mickey mouse club or whatever it was oh no i don't remember her was she on the mickey mouse club her and justin timberlake were both on there i didn't find that out till later okay but. okay well yeah that's that very, like we said, a lot of the a lot of the events in the first half of this movie parallel a lot of true stories we remember happening. Right. Um, just following this poor girl in her train wreck of a life and a career, where everybody is pushing her to yep. to do and be things that she's she's just doing because people are telling her to do. Yeah, like I mean, you get video like of her at like three years old. And like she's singing the whole alphabet, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And her mom just beating her down, saying, "No, you need to do better." You yeah, it's like, you're, yeah, you're not, you're not impressing me with that shit. Yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah, it's pretty bad. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> she started off on on something kind of like the Mickey Mouse Club, and then and then grew into this soup, this pop superstar. And you know, it talked, it, it even it even kind of jokes about when when Britney Spears um, married was it was it Kevin Federline? Who was the guy she married for like a day in Vegas? That was was, was that Kevin Federline? I don't remember. He was, I, the, he was the backup dancer. I want to say that. 
That might, I don't know. I want to say that lasted longer. It, it might have. I don't know. I, I just remember her getting married in Vegas and then like yeah, getting divorced, yeah. getting divorced a week later or something like that. Um, but <laughs> I mean, the, the, the interesting, the most interesting part of this movie is that it's all made with dolls. Yeah. And I'm not even talking like team America, world police quality. No dolls. No, These, no. <laughs> their, their mouths don't move. Um, some of them are, and, and, even even that adds to some of the some of the comedy. Like one of the funniest parts of the movie, in my opinion, happened because one of the dolls malfunctioned in the scene. I think you know the scene I'm talking about. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, yeah, but right. like they're interviewing this person who's supposedly just been attacked, and then they show the security footage of her being attacked. And what happens in the security footage? She's she's even commenting on that. It's like yeah. Um, so yeah, the first half of the movie. I mean, there's even like a there's even an O.J. Simpson reference, except it's a pink Bronco instead of a white Bronco. And that, I, I admit, when I saw that quote-unquote chase scene, yes. I laughed, yes, yes. laughed considerably. And and there's, in you know, this is all homemade. Um, so there are some moments where, like one of them, one of the moments I thought was really funny was there's a scene where, where um, Judy, Judy Spoons is in the booth recording a song and the, the microphone, quote-unquote, that she is singing into is a tea infuser. <laughs> You know the little, the little thing you put your tea in, yeah, your loose leaf tea. something I did not notice. Well, only because I have one of those. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, so yeah, again, it's like so. I, I did. Did we find anything on budgets on either of these movies? No, I okay. couldn't find anything. Okay, I mean, obviously, very low budget. I would still like to know just how much it cost. Because while Adam, like I said, it came out in 2018, but this didn't hit VOD until August 11th of this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it just hit VOD. Yeah, so it, you can it, find it. It is a rental. Yeah, it's a rental. I know it's on Amazon Prime for a rental. It's on Amazon. It's on Voodoo. I'm sure it's on any other ones that you want to rent. I think it's at Fandango now or whatever that one is. Right. Um, but then, like halfway through the movie, it takes a turn to like where I'm kind of like, weren't we talking about something else just a minute ago? <laughs> like it spends the last half of the movie between two other stories between you know one character we saw earlier he he was it was it was their version of the leave britney alone yep. guy um that guy mm-hmm. and this thing that he does which i did not even know until watching this did really happen in real life um what i mean it is again mimicking something that happened in real right. life and then the very last bit of the movie i'm just like what the are we talking about here yeah um yeah. It, it it switches to like a reality tv show like like halfway through the movie the first half is like a documentary the second half is like two different reality tv shows and just so everyone knows going in it can get very crude at oh times. It, i mean yes i mean one one of the one of the things i was reading one of the like accolades or something about this movie was that it makes trey parker and matt stone look refined yes it's all like <laughs> oh shit what are we talking about here um, yeah, obviously not a, not a movie for kids. No. Um, there is lots of puppet nudity and whatnot. Yes. Um, so would I recommend this movie? If you're interested in seeing something truly unique and bizarre, I would say sure. You can give it a watch. And I think if you enjoy like the behind the music and true Hollywood stories of pop stars and how their lives can go wrong. Yeah. You 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 enjoy the, it might be somewhat disturbing, mm-hmm. especially when you see how closely it resembles what happens yeah, in real to, pop re, in real life. Yeah, but if you enjoy those, I think you will enjoy this. You know, I I've, I have read statistics and read read um, kind of expose pieces. I mean, even Corey Feldman, he's like a huge 
voice against child molestation in Hollywood. He was he was molested. Wasn't I think he, he was. Um, yeah, I think he was. And I've read that you know these. I hate to keep using her again, but Lindsay Lohan. You know the these kids who start on the screen at a very young age and flame out and just lose their minds and are then in the news for DUIs and and you know drug problems and stuff like that. I've I've read that a lot of that acting out comes from a result of of um sexual assault. So I don't have a hard time believing that unfortunately cuz like the the shitty people in this movie that they talk about the record producers right. and the agents and shit like that they are literally just out to make as much money as they can off of this human being. Yep. And they don't care what it takes. They don't care what it takes. They don't care the repercussions. Nope. If it's some if they're doing something good, they're making money. If they're doing something bad, they're making money. They yep. don't care. And that is that is despicable. Yeah, it that, is. You know, but it's true. It, it is, is true. Real. It, it, it's what happening. So it is. It is real. Like <laughs> I found out, you know, a few years ago when I, when I was a kid, my dad got a new job. We were living in another part of South Carolina, and he got a new job and moved us up here. And a while, like years later, he talked about, well, I had other opportunities. I could have moved you guys to California because he's originally from California. I'm like, and my immediate reaction was, why didn't you? <laughs> I could have actually gotten into acting of some kind. <laughs> and um, but. Now, looking back, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, Dollhouse, very bizarre, but again, has its own charm in being very homemade. Again, someone just had an idea for a movie and said, let's make a movie. Let's not wait for, let's not wait for someone from, I don't know, Lionsgate to come and say, hey, we would like to make your movie. They just did it. They just did it. Yeah. I wish I could have found a budget because I'm sure it couldn't be too high. No, no, I know those. <laughs> I know the cars they used during the chase scene were Matchbox. In fact, I saw one that was a little red Scion like mine. There you go. <laughs> I saw it. I'm like, oh, my car is in this movie. <laughs> awesome. And I, I think another selling point is you're not you're not spending too much time with it. It's a 75 minute quick watch. Yeah, like, it's short. Yeah, so. I mean, both of these films we talked about tonight were relatively short. Yeah, they were both under um, an hour and a half. Yeah, so you're not gonna be. And I guess it's, I guess it's just me again, not knowing if I really understand film as art or whatever, because like, I've seen some movies that are independent quote unquote. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? What am I watching? Right. These movies both have pretty, very concise plots. Yeah. And, um, my only complaint about Ghost, again, not, not just the, uh, not just the lack of, it didn't quite give me the closure I had hoped for in the end, but, um, oh, yeah. that's just me. I like to know, like, what happened to that character? What happened to that character? Are they going to be okay? That's just me. I'm, I'm a sucker for a happy ending. Um, but yeah, both of these films, Ghost, XCOM Redemption, that one's on Amazon Prime. As a, if, if you are a Prime member, you can watch it right now. And Dollhouse is available for rent on pretty much any video on demand site. So... If you're interested in something completely different... <laughs> hey, and, take a chance. And now for something completely different. Right, go on, honey. <laughs> take a chance. <laughs> so before we wrap up this episode of Cinematic Blind Spots, I know it's a short one, but when we're not doing full spoiler reviews, it's not really a lot you can talk about. Um, we do have a an announcement we need to make. Um, we've been thinking about this for a little while now, and... Unfortunately, this is going to be our last full episode kind of a thing of Cinematic Blind Spots. With Josh and I have talked about this. We both agree that with everything going on right now, it's like, because right now I'm working full-time and going to school part-time. I don't have a lot of time to watch movies. Right. If I only have time to watch one movie a week, 
I might be a little disappointed with what I, with what I watch. I'm like, oh, that's that was Death Spa. That was the only movie I got to watch this week. And, <laughs> hear uh, that DJ? Yeah, yeah, hear that DJ? Uh, th- that was one of those that was a lot more fun to talk about than it was to watch. Absolutely. Um, now, now, Troll Two, I enjoyed the hell out of that one. But um, and and Josh, right now your kids are going back to school, but they're only going back to school one day a week, right? Yeah, so yeah, you've got so. them at the at home the other four days, so you can't exactly watch something like Dollhouse with them around. No, and even the day that they're at school, I still have the youngest one at home. So. Right, right. She's still at home too. Yeah. Well, so every morning just, I get home. Yeah, it's just getting a it's just getting a bit harder and harder to keep up with, you know watching movies taking all these notes because whenever whenever you take the notes we take on movies it can take a two-hour movie and turn it into three yeah um and we both agree it's it's kind of starting to feel like work right and um we have enough of that on our plates as it is um this has been a and this is just 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 over a year since our very first episode um i've had a lot of fun doing this we and I, i wish we could continue it but circumstances right now you know, COVID has changed everything. Uh, I just went to see my first movie since I think um, February, probably February or March. I, I can't remember if, if Sonic or Onward was the last thing I saw in theaters. It might have been Onward. Onward came out after Sonic. Yeah, but it, it 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 still it, it wasn't that long afterward. Um, okay. But um, yeah, COVID has kind of changed the landscape for everything right now. And um, but we just want to say we appreciate every single one of our listeners so much just that that you would listen to two idiots ramble on about movies <laughs> is so so nice of you <laughs> we do really appreciate that but we have got one more blind spot bonus coming for you this monday and that will be it all good things must come to an end there you go the end of a legacy <laughs> <laughs> we've had some good times we've had some bad times we've had some great movies we've had some not so great movies jaws the revenge <laughs> I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna let that go. No, never gonna let it go. <laughs> but for I guess the last full episode, this is Adam. And I'm Josh. Signing off for Cinematic Blind Spots. We love and appreciate every single one of you, like we said. So you guys stay stay healthy, stay safe, and just always check your blind spots. <laughs>